0: For June 28, 2010, it's the Overthinking It podcast, episode 104. I'm trying to get my power level down. Welcome to the Overthinking It podcast, where we subject the popular culture to a level of scrutiny... It probably doesn't deserve. From the left coast of America, I'm your host, Matthew Rather, here with a, with a, uh, a shriveled panel. A, uh, a, a, I've, I've described the panel before as engorged, and this is whatever the opposite of that is. Drained of blood. Uh, emaciated. Um,
1: this is the panel in ice-cold water. <laughs>
0: On a chilly day. (laughs) Uh, To overthink the news of the week and to continue listener feedback from last time. We got through the voicemails in the last episode, but we did not uh, get to any of the emails and there had been a couple considering that our last listener feedback episode had, I think, been back in April. So uh, let's get right to it. Panel. Yes. Uh, Hi panel. I had you know, I I had some like elementary school class or something uh, where the teacher walked in and was like, "Good morning, class," and we were all supposed to go, "Good morning, Mister." So and you know, all all together. Uh, It was it was great. Good morning, panel. Good morning, Matt. Um, What do you Mm. wish your iPhone could do? I suppose today the question of whether Pete Fenzel is first in the alphabet is moot because Pete Fenzel is not with us, but we will muddle through somehow. And to help us, we go first in the alphabet to Mr. Mark Lee.
2: Muddle, 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 muddle. All right. This isn't particularly overthinking it, but it's a pretty obvious answer is that the the iPhone doesn't do Hulu and it really should. Now, when it comes to distributing digital content, um, there's a whole separate issue of terms of the licensing and what the studios and uh, and powers that be decide they will or are not allowed to be distributed over the interwebs. Um, Hulu is a particularly unique thing on that. Uh, so many content providers have agreed to put all this stuff online, and you know it stands fairly stands stands to reason. I think it's pretty reasonable that if you know I have this device, which is supposed to be this internet device, and have it with me everywhere that I want to watch these things that are ostensibly on the internet, and yet I cannot watch these things. I'm being denied. Why? Why?
1: No, that's like a—it's a bandwidth issue, right? That's AT and T saying like if everybody watches Hulu on their iPhones, which frankly we all would for most of the day, that uh, it, the, the, the six cell phone towers that AT and T does have might explode.
2: <laughs> well,
0: the, I. I don't want to interrupt, but, uh, you know, I have answers to these. I I admit to being kind of a fanboy, or at least an apologist. I think Apple does what it does really well, though a lot of people don't like what it does. But that's a separate issue uh, from its not, you know, saying that I wish it did something different is is separate from saying, uh, you know, it doesn't do what it does well. but okay, so uh, so play Hulu. I actually would say that that's probably down to Hulu more than it's down to uh, Apple because you do have a Netflix app uh, that's on the iPad and is is purportedly coming to the iPhone soon. And with these ultra new, super high resolution displays, it'll probably, you know, I don't know, slot slot pretty well into the iPhone. And there there are video apps where there's a restriction on using it on three G, where you can only use it if you're connected to a Wi Fi network. Skype was like that for a long time. So, uh... Okay. Well. <laughs> well there's
2: a, there's a whole Flash thing as well, but let's not get into that. Yeah, let's not. Point being that there's this thing which is out there which I should be able to get, but I cannot. Yes. I cannot.
1: <laughs> and the answer is not porn in this particular instance. <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, Josh McNeil. Um... I wish that my iPhone would turn off after I've been playing any game on it for more than an hour. Um, my productivity since purchasing this this addictive little beast has really uh, really taken quite a hit. Um, things like uh, the Geo Defense Swarm, uh, I warn oh, yeah. all of you off that it is the uh, it is the crystal meth of the app world. Uh,
0: I, always and we'll keep love, you back. I always love warnings like that that's like don't do this really awesome thing
1: it's actually it's really not that awesome um it's It's sort of mildly amusing, and then an hour later you've been mildly amused for an hour um, and you know and your girlfriend's yelling at you and or you're really hungry because you forgot to eat dinner or you know you missed your really important meeting and are now fired. Um, because while, and be, and and you've missed your important meeting because while running geo defense, uh, your calendar cannot in fact warn you of an event <laughs> because things do not run in parallel. <laughs> or I guess they do on the new one, but not on the not on the ancient uh, hard scrabble, cracked, nasty one that I have. Did you um Did you just call me Pete by accident? Um,
0: uh,
2: no. Oh, I I think that's just your imagination.
0: And Pete. Yeah, because I was about to say, I'm not. Would that that I were. I am the Lily Matthew, rather. And the thing I wish my iPhone could do is make a phone call. Uh, which it can't do yes. from my apartment because though I live in the first world uh, here on the left coast, the bleeding edge of America, I am apparently in some kind of cell phone black hole uh, where AT and T only covers on certain days when the weather conditions are right and there are no clouds in the sky. I do live by a like a, a power substation or something with huge electrical transformers, and I you know I always wonder if I'm you know at elevated cancer risk from all the the uh, power floating around in the air um the the
2: other thing i i um Wish are you my- trying to say, Matt? Sorry, Matt. Are you trying to say that your power level is uh, is higher than most Americans? <laughs> in fact, it might be over a certain number. Say uh, nine thousand.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm I'm trying to keep my own power level down. I mean, I think the, po- <laughs> the power level-
2: <laughs>
0: I think the power level in the air around me. Is is in fact much higher than my poor my poor, you know, dividing cells may be comfortable with. Um I also wish my iPhone would not break when I dropped it on the ground. Well, I, I didn't drop it on the ground. It was dropped inadvertently on the ground to frankly hmm. to no fault of my own. Um
2: but uh, use the passive voice there.
0: Yeah, well it was and dropped is not I mean, you know, no, uh, I, you know, I, I guess I can say I was in a, uh, I was in an, I was riding my scooter and I was in an accident. Uh, a taxi cut me off, and in order to avoid hitting him, I, um, I grabbed my brakes pretty hard, and I, I uh, dropped the bike and and slid on the ground, resulting in cracking of my iPhone case. Fortunately, I got up and walked away. Um, uh, which is incredibly lucky, but my iPhone was not so lucky and now has a spider web of cracks in the glass. Uh, and I, I, I was forced, um, I, you know, I had no choice really in the matter uh, to pre-order the uh, iPhone 4. And it's, it's a hard life, you know. Um, I'm not saying it's going to be easy. But I I had to man up and uh, do what I had to do, and so I, I will be getting a uh, an iPhone four as soon as they I don't know clear the backlog of orders and send me mine in mid July or something.
1: So just to clarify, real quick, you got in a scooter accident and smashed your iPhone on the ground, and now it doesn't make phone calls, and this is somehow AT and T's fault.
0: No, I, it it was not making phone calls before before then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now it just fails to be one piece of
1: glass. <laughs> yeah. So now you're in the iPhone four, which is two pieces of glass, correct? <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is a bad plan, <laughs> um
0: Yeah, I'm gonna carry it in the. Uh, yeah, I'm keep it in the trunk of the bike from now on. Um, and and buy a better bike. Don't ride a scooter. Those things are death traps. Get a real motorcycle. The more you know. Um, let's go. Because yeah, those are safe. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Let's go on. Um, so, iPhone four. Uh, I don't know. We it was the first. Uh, it's one of the first things that people wanted to talk about in the open thread this week. Do we have anything to say about the cultural phenomenon uh, surrounding Apple products?
2: Well, I mean, I guess we should just acknowledge that everyone's probably sick and tired of hearing about it. So, um, you're, everyone's probably uh, projectile vomiting as they're listening to this on the subway or in their car. Um, out of pure disgust of hearing more and more about this magical and revolutionary device. Let's talk about so the magical and, rev- and revolutionary device.
0: Here's, you know what? I, I want to say something <laughs> about, I want to say something about this magical and revolutionary device. Um, I, sort of, and this is something that I appreciate sort of being, being the person who, though I'm frequently overruled by my, you know, I don't know, uh, uh, cadre of, uh, of uh, lieutenants. I, I, um, make a lot of decisions about overthinking it and it's been so important to say no and to say no to a lot of cool things uh in order to preserve the vision of the site as it is and and i think that that's something that apple is really good at that that steve really because i I, you know i'm one of the people who really believes that it comes down to steve and steve's taste is really good at it's saying no to things that just don't fit um that don't fit his vision and keeping keeping his eye totally on the prize um you know, uh, uh, the prize, you know, the prize being his vision of what he wants this, uh, this device to be. And maybe you don't like that, in which case there are many other sort of cooler, dorkier uh, things uh, like Android and like, you know, I don't know, WebOS now may, may have a chance or like Chromium OS or, uh, you know, any of the other uh, slightly more technical choices. But, um, you know, but uh, the, the ability to say no Uh, To things even to good things is I think is important in a leader and it's important in uh, it's important in works of entertainment as well like how many um, uh, how much would you give if you know someone had been there on Star Wars Episode one to say no to certain things. (laughs)
1: Right, it's true. Well, sorry, so that, that, that brings up an interesting point. Because Star Wars Episode One is, in fact, the fourth Star Wars movie. Right. Um, other fourth movies include Rocky Four with the Russian guy, Indiana Jones Four, which was universally hated, and Jaws the Revenge. Nothing good in our culture comes in fours. And yet here's the fourth iPhone, and we're describing it as this important and revolutionary device.
0: No, it's not. I mean, of course it's not. We're making fun of the Apple marketing. It's, a, it's an iPhone with a slightly prettier screen.
2: No, right? but it's a hit. That's, that's for sure. And let's actually go back to the George Lucas thing, because um, it goes back to also something that we've talked about before on the site, and this idea of sort of absolute power leads to bad films, right? In other words, like George Lucas had complete veto power. He was surrounded by yes men. Um, he, he, the world was his oyster. He could do whatever he wanted with this movie, and it failed miserably. You look at Steve Jobs. He he rules Apple with an iron despotic fist. Right. Uh, he is you know notorious for his temper, and you know I, I can't imagine being the person in the room who was, was going to cross Steve Jobs. Um, and so he's given complete, basically complete full reign to go about creating his magical and revolutionary products. And you know, like it kind of you know. Uh, along the lines of what we've seen with these filmmakers and other, you know, uh, you know, uh, situations in management where someone has this absolute power, you kind of expect people to get trapped by their own arrogance, uh, to be surrounded by yes men, and not get full, you know, the real picture, and to fail spectacularly. And yet, Steve Jobs here is the exception. Why is that? Well, I mean, simply because his product. I mean,
1: it, it, he's not up against a lot of other. Products, right? It's basically him versus Microsoft. Right. Competition wise? Yeah, ba- yeah, barely. Well, I would say at this point,
2: Google, really, with the Android. Uh, okay.
1: Okay. So, it's, I mean, but it's, it's a one on one thing. And the, the thing about Apple, I mean, I'm an Apple guy, and it's not because of the cultural phenomenon. It's not because of anything except the fact that when I plug things into it, they work the first time and having no innate technical skill i keep just that's not true of any other system that i've tried um so i mean he's got that going for him too um but my my impression was that the ipad was kind of a dud wasn't it Mm -hmm. wasn't that supposed to completely revolutionize the world and it's 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 been selling really strong they sold three million of
0: them so far you know what i mean it's it's uh Uh, Did they really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. I'll I'll say this about the iPad. I I think we haven't seen it yet. Uh, You know, I think we haven't seen – What it can do yet because people are just wrapping their minds around, around the possibilities. The idea that it's this blank canvas, you know, that pretty much anything can be projected onto that you can interact by touching it in, you know, any number of ways that you can, that you can devise. Like, I think we haven't really scratched the surface and I think frankly it's going to be some time, uh, before we, before we really get into like what a touch interface can do or what the idea of, um, There are no files, right, on on the iPhone or the iPad. There are no files. There are songs and videos and pictures. So you interact with data objects in an unmediated way rather than through an abstraction of files, which are in folders and, you know, uh, organized hierarchically and things like this. So this this direct manipulation of uh, data and media objects, this um, touch interface, and this no... Uh, this kind of window, you know, it's a window into anything, and you know it'll be more useful when the GPS in it is better. It'll be more useful when the um, when it's a little more loca- location aware. Uh, there, it'll be more useful when it has a camera. I mean, there there are things when it has two cameras actually, one on the front, one on the back. There are things that you can do to the iPad to make it better, and, and you know, and I believe they're going to do those. But like, I think we have not seen this. Um, I think we haven't seen this thing. I mean, a lot of talk in the media world has been about convergent devices like getting the web onto your television or getting Twitter on your television or – like, you know what I mean? There's going to be one screen and all these streams of uh, media are going to come through this one screen, and I think that's crap. I think that the model that we're more likely to see is um, what you see now – uh, with me and my girlfriend sitting on the couch watching TV together, but each having our own laptop and doing our own internet things, you know. Um, and I think that th- that that sort of ten-inch device, just whether it's a, you know whether it's an iPad, whether it's the rumored uh, Chromium OS tablet, whether it's you know any sort of, of uh, tablet computer that's that's sort of very easy to use um, that does things like social media, light web surfing. Um, browsing you know, overthinking at .com Browsing over... The, well, no, browsing IMDb. I mean, like, I... I being an overthinker, right, I, I am never watching television when I don't want IMDb uh, in arm's reach. And, I, ha- you know, I have the app on, on the iPhone, so I'm constantly looking up actors and, you know, tra- uh, trying to make connections and things like this. And I have a feeling a lot of people are like that. Or some people... We occasionally uh Sheely and I occasionally live tweet an episode of um of Gossip Girl or Glee for the These Effing Teenagers podcast, uh or um you know, or some such. And like that I think you're more likely to see a large communal screen and everyone with their small individual screens doing their kind of convergence things, doing their, you know, social media things and and, and uh and things like this. And I, I think we're just at the at the very beginning. Of it, you know, I think we're at the the like the VisiCalc stage. We're not even at the the you know Lotus one oh, two man.
1: three
2: stage. That's a, deep, that's a deep cut right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I think I can. I can hear our audience slipping away as we speak, and they're are projectile vomiting earlier. And look it up. Just look
0: just it up on Wikipedia. Look on. Up. Nerds! Look it up on Wikipedia. <laughs> I, I I think that it's it's fantastically exciting, and I you know I mean it's it's a wonderful time to to
2: have a website. Um, oh, I totally agree. I'm I'm very much on. I'm drinking the apple kool aid as well too. I got my iPhone on pre not pre order. It's it's going to come in a, in a couple of weeks or so. Um but here's yeah, what They I'm ran want out to... on
0: the first day. On the first day of pre-orders, yeah. they sold yeah, six hundred thousand. It's amazing. Yes. You people it's have just... too much money on your hands. I broke my <laughs> freaking iPhone in a scooter accident. You know? I had to fall to the ground and slide thirty feet along the asphalt in order to get a new iPhone. What have you
2: done? Uh worked at my government job and pulled down a salary that i saved away to buy it that's what i did anyway here's what so i want to talk they, about so they made 30 million dollars the first day
1: yeah i mean uh, probably uh, gross they so like in terms of like they like 500 the, the new iphone's like 500 bucks right
0: well it's it's unclear you can get the you can get the big one for 300 with the at&t subsidy it's unclear what apple really gets from the at&t subsidy i don't think we know a ton, a ton of uh,
1: their their deal has been kind of shrouded in secrecy but yeah okay maybe just, I was just doing some math and was impressed. Right. That's so, a lot of money to make in a day.
2: So this is, this is the, one, the last thing I want to talk about on this iPhone thing because, as I mentioned before, everyone's projectile vomiting because of this topic. Um, the backlash specifically. What do we think about that? I mean, it really uh, – I mean, maybe it's just the corners of the internet that I visit, the gadget blogs and things. But there's a pretty vicious backlash out there over um, the devices themselves and the accompanying hysteria around the devices. What do we think about that? To, to what do they object
0: well the, uh, no you know what mark i don 't think there 's a, a, a backlash I think there, that there 's a widespread backlash I think there 's a backlash in the neighborhoods that we tread i mean there 's a backlash
2: dot com and slash dot.
0: yeah exactly slash uh, in nerd blogs or, or blogs like overthinking it, which is a nerd blog also right like I think that that like grandma is did you see that video of the the 90-year-old woman using an iPad like i you know i think that the vast majority of people who don't understand the like the nuances of the you know smartphone category or uh you know who who don't know that like oracle bought sun uh, and like, aren't all up in arms about that? Like, people don't know what busy is. Yeah, exactly. Like your non you know your non nerd audience. Uh, I I don't think they really give a flying f about about it. I think I think it's us. I think that we get really exercised about um, about this kind of thing, and it 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 just doesn't penetrate in the in the
2: the real world. But going back to so like so why what why the backlash? Right? Is it is it connected? And if it's sort of connected to this nerd minority that we're talking about here is it connected to sort of a reflexive distrust of power and that which is popular yeah i mean i think that i think that nerds love an underdog they love an underdog and they hate the popular as in like uh you know rolling your eyes at the uh star quarterback on the football team it's like what's that guy got i'm gonna stick to my magic cards yes I'm. I'm going to play Magic:
0: The Gathering. I'm going to get three green mana for, yeah. Uh, you know, no, not
2: not to knock on Magic: The Gathering. You know, like a, we we always I. I mean, I think that's the thing. so plays it.
0: The idea that, that, you know, you can't install your own programs on it, like everything has to has to be kept by Apple, you know, okay, yeah, I buy that. Um, no Flash on it. I actually, I mean, as a person who has had a freelance web design business and has done some Flash programming, I think Flash is a crappy platform from end to end, and I hate it. So I actually am glad that someone is trying a line in the sand, this far and no farther. Um you know, and uh I'm I'm grateful for those things. But uh yeah, no, okay. I mean I you know, I buy people wanting that. I buy people wanting uh wanting to be able to run your own programs on it, wanting to be able to multitask even if you do drain the battery, it's my freaking battery, I should be able to do what I want uh with it. But, you know, these are Again these are sort of nerd concerns you know what i mean i think these are not these are not general user concerns these are the concerns of gearheads you know what i mean like have you heard more have you heard people complaining by and large that you can't tinker with the cars that you buy anymore no people are glad that they are you know more efficient get better gas mileage are you know cheaper to maintain uh run longer and you know never mind that the car is essentially a giant, you know, computerized thing now that you can't, uh, you can't tinker with, you can't learn mechanics,
2: you know, no more auto shop. Uh, people don't care about that, right? Right. Hey, this is something, you remind me of something I've thought about for a long time. Can we come up with the equivalent of Godwin's Law, uh, which applies to the, the length that any discussion on technology as that continues? The probability that someone will make a car analogy will reach one, similar to Godwin's Law, where any argument on the internet... Um, as it increases in time, the probability that uh, someone will make a reference to Hitler or the Nazis will increase. Uh, will eventually reach one.
0: Yeah, well, it approaches one as the as the thing goes. Yeah, but I I don't think well the idea with Godwin's law is that the the person who makes the Hitler reference is sort of the loser of the argument because they're they're well
2: forced. yeah there's that too but I guess it's, it also speaks to sort of the inevitability as like you know as as any discussion continues like um, this is where we always wind up the car analogy
1: yeah I uh, well, well it was yeah. the last big it was the last tech industry it was sort of what our country did before we did computers yeah it's funny Makes a lot of of sense that that's where we go
0: can you think of another one i mean we made cars and then we made war for uh for 30 or 40 years (laughs) (laughs) and then and then we started then we started making computers
2: <laughs> uh, that 's a pretty good point, in the world of fungible things and we and U.S. actually,
0: you know we make great cars, we make great like bombs and airplanes and and now we make great computers, except we don 't make we don 't make great computers the you know uh, right like uh contractors in Asia make great computers, and we we uh spend six hundred dollars for them for a little brick of aluminum and glass that. Feels so good in your hand. Magical, revolutionary. Moving on. Um, uh, World Cup. World Cup fever. Uh, the United States was um, was uh, uh, World Cup uh, hopes were cut short by Ghana in its you know what first half of overtime goal. Uh, I, I I watched part of that match. Um, even
2: Matt. Even Matt was watching it. That's Matt, well, rather the anti-sports fan.
0: Not a yeah, no. I've I've heard of sports. I you know I've heard of the football. Um, I I actually uh, so we went out to breakfast um, uh, at my neighborhood. You know, sort of breakfast place, a diner kind of breakfast place, which happens to be uh, run by some Argentine, owned and and operated by some Argentine people. So there's great. Um, you know, there's great sort of South American. Uh, specialties there, uh, and you know, steak and eggs um, stuff also. So you know, I was I was tucking into my plate of huevos rancheros, and I was like, this this place is is pretty uh, pretty crowded for a Saturday morning. And then suddenly the game came on the flat screens, and I realized that that a my girlfriend and I were the only gringos in the whole place, and b. <laughs> um, uh, everyone was there uh, to watch the uh, USA Ghana match, which I had not known was happening because. Uh, you know, all
2: right, all right. So you you didn't watch it intentionally.
0: No, I watched I watched it unintentionally, but I found myself getting really into it and sort of enjoying it. Uh, you know, which I I have never really been kind of that you know jazzed by soccer before the cut the half dozen times where i've just kind of happened to catch it on television but you know it was pretty cool and i was sort of living and dying with uh with our boys you know
2: yeah so my world cup experience has been uh shall we say a little bit uh, slightly more intense than this uh mostly due to the fact that my roommate is a huge soccer fan um so i joined him at a crowded sports bar in new york city for uh, not the last game, the USA Ghana game, but the USA Slovenia game um, in which the bar was completely packed by rabid soccer fans. And the thing that stood out for me the most was uh, the singing of the national anthem. And we talked a lot about irony and jadedness and all this type of stuff on on this site. And you, you think about, you know, the the well, I guess the New York crowd in general is, is sort of the more blasé uh, you know, ironic trending, trending towards ironic crowd. Um, the sports crowd may be a little bit different, but it, nevertheless, being in New York with such a boisterous and completely uh, unironic and totally sentimental rousing singing of the national anthem before a sporting event that uh, it really it, it was inspiring. It, it, uh, it, it gave me some hope.
0: I guess it does it does feel good doesn 't it when oh, um, yeah. when the, when you can actually sort of participate in some kind of sense of of shared identity or shared purpose with a group of people, I think so often um, that sense of of identity is exploited by someone who's trying to sell you something or get you to do something that's actually not in your interest. So we have these kind of economic like go to and, war. Yeah, exactly. Go to war or buy an iPhone, right? Like we have these economic <laughs> and political forces that are uh you know trying to leverage um uh our natural affinity for social organization uh to um to make us do things that we don't necessarily really want to do. And when you actually can participate in in group membership, it feels good.
2: Right. So we got wise and cynical to that. And when we can when we can put those things away, right, then we realize, oh wait, this is enjoyable. This is a lot of fun. USA. 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 Well, right, yeah. I mean it gets you know, it
0: can it can get ugly and it can like um can descend into nationalism and and racism and things like this and aren't there, can, aren't there
2: often often does i mean aren't there some oh. some incidences
0: of pretty ugly racism in the world cup like i said i'm not a sports fan so i don't follow it that closely but aren't there some some kind of ugly things that have happened
2: um i'm not recalling anything specifically from this tournament but definitely in uh in world cups past and just soccer matches in general right um, but but uh, continuing on this national th- nationalism thing, I mean, you saw that obviously came out with the USA England thing. I mean, we kind of wanted to refight the Revolutionary War with that one. With the UK, oh, sorry, you know, England Germany match, which just happened uh, today, Sunday, as we record this, um, in which uh, I think the, the the chant that the Germany fans would say would be three World Cups, right? Three World Cups, three World Cups. The fact that Germany's won three World Cups, England's response to that would be two World Wars. <laughs> Two world wars, oh. and then on top of that, like you look at the the fans and the the some of the English fans were dressed as it seemed like like World War Two pilots. Like they had kind of an old timey uh, you know military thing going on with, the, uh, with a, such a hat that a uh, Spitfire or Hawker Hurricane pilot would be wearing in the Second World War fighting the Germans. Maybe they just maybe they just
0: were uh, particularly dashing. Maybe they just had a great sense of style. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, British soccer hooliganism. It's, you know, it's funny. Like, it, it, uh, it's Fenzel, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of bring Fenzel into the podcast, even though he's not here. Fenzel talks about gym teacher wisdom. Uh, the things that your, your, you know, high school PE teacher said that are absolutely true, it turns out, when you're an adult, even though you scoffed at them at the time. Uh, like, character is what you do when no one is looking. Um, Totally right, and I, you know, I have a number of of other adults who I, you know, I wish I could drive that point home to, but uh, um, I, I, I imagine the, you know, the high school gym teacher kind of making an appeal to sportsmanship, you know, that uh, uh, despite whether you, you know, despite whether you win or lose, you can appreciate, um, you can appreciate the other people, and y- you don't, uh, you don't let your desire to win kind of run roughshod over your civility you know huh.
2: oh, okay i see we're talking about the good kind of gym teacher here i thought we we're talking about the uh the bad kind of gym teacher whose advice would be less sportsmanship and more uh you know crush your enemy see them driven before you and hear the lamentations of their women <laughs> maybe i just had bad gym teachers yeah maybe <laughs> um that's what that's what happens when
1: you go to cobra khan high school mark <laughs> the uh the interesting thing sort of from a nationalism perspective that i that i noticed i just watched the uh the ghana game um also, sort of found it a lot more interesting than I had expected to. Um, but a couple of things I noticed: one, the sort of uh, the flat screen ads that went around the whole uh, yeah. the whole arena. Every single ad was for an American company,
2: which I found interesting. Uh, I mean, I, I, was it every single? Because Sony has been pushing their 3D thing pretty hard, both okay, in the well, commercials f- and I then all the that, field.
1: I forget that Sony's not an American company sometimes because I feel like. Japan and America are basically one economic unit at this point.
2: Well, um, just as a quick aside, on a cultural level, Sony is a very Japanese company, but that's a totally different story. Fair company. enough. No, you're, you're, you're right about that. But, like, considering the constituency of the World Cup, right, which
1: is, you know, huge in Latin America, huge in Africa, um, it's just, I wonder sort of what it's like for them to watch it and be sort of consistently. Advertised to and talked to by companies which may or may not have any effect on their life. Hey, I mean, Joshua, they've got McDonald's. Are the, they have Lisa. How were how were those ads done? Like Mike, it looked, it looked like they were sort of because um, they could have been LED billboard type things. Yeah, thing.
0: they, they could have been that, or they could have been green screens. And
2: no, they weren't green screen because when you they, they would zoom in on the players, and you got to see. Those signs closer up, you can see they're made up of individual pixels. Oh,
0: of LA, LEDs. Because I was thinking that maybe for – had they been green screens or had they been kind of digitally inserted somehow, maybe for different markets, different ads were inserted. Right, because I, I, I watched mm-hmm. it on, on uh, Univision, which, I mean, which is probably how we watch most of, most of soccer in the U.S. Um, but like, I was wondering if in Latin America or in Europe or in Africa they, they, were, um, they were different. But uh, okay, no, never mind.
1: Well, I'm actually, I'm surprised they haven't gotten there yet. That would seem like an obvious thing to do. Um, but uh, it didn't seem that way. So just, uh, I, I found that sort of interesting. And then, I don't know, maybe it was uh, just a, sort of a white liberal guilt type of thing, but I was a little bit happy that Ghana won. And forgive me for, for my lack of patriotism, but I feel like, you know, we win a lot of things and Ghana doesn't win that many things. And like, you know, there's, there's a part of me that's like, Good on you, way to take on the superpower and well, win, that's, even easy. Uh, See, that's that's sportsmanship josh that 's
0: good sportsmanship you know i 'd say that you 're a good a good global citizen and even a good citizen of your country by by being able to say that to you know about another country like hey we 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 fought you hard would have been nice if we 'd won it, but but you got it, good on you
2: i mean the other way to read that as well is that america 's still pretty much you know still down and out in a lot of different ways i mean we 're Uh, Not doing so hot in Afghanistan. Our economy is still not as much in the crapper as it used to be, but it's still in pretty bad shape. Go back to South Korea, Yakami.
1: Yeah, Mark, I, I, but, I think but, I but, just from, a, but from a standard of living position, we just spent twenty minutes talking about the iPhone 4. How many iPhone 4 conversations are going on in Ghana tonight? Do you think? Well, actually, a like, lot. I mean, a lot of them. Like, it may not be the iPhone 4, but like
0: mobile penetration in Africa, I think exceeds certain parts of the developed world because there is no infrastructure as far as like landlines and you know fiber and things like this. So all the electronic stuff is um, is mobile, and they sell they sell a ton of them. Maybe not a ton. By our standards, but um, by the no thing- actually,
1: I think they sell more than than we do. When I was in South Africa in two thousand and three, and almost everybody had a cell phone, and there were no landlines. That's yeah, that's been true for a while. Um, that's right because but, it's but in, but in terms of like just you know hugely expensive gadgets and you know just the well the fact that like the thousand you know, the, the 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 government of Ghana had to sponsor a thousand people to go to South Africa because no one in Ghana could afford to go to the games. And then the, the team lasted so long that the money ran out and all a thousand of those people had to go back home. So that crowd was made up of, you know, Western Europeans and Americans almost entirely, which is just, uh, you know, so good for them. Like, I'm, I'm, I just... Uh
2: oh, sorry, I'm not going to begrudge them. You know, like, you know, my my patriotism and nationalism I and mean, they go so far, you know, so I'm not going to go say, like, well, it's time to bomb the Ghanans, damn the Ghanans. Um, but, like, I guess going back to the, you know, this general topic of nationalism with regards to the World Cup, we're not necessarily saying it's a bad thing, though, right? I mean, in some ways, you could argue that it's it it's, can be cathartic and constructive, right?
0: What, uh, unpack that a little bit. What do you mean by that?
2: Well, I mean, that's what they say about the Olympics, right, is that, you know, so... Uh, you know, the, the, we have the Olympics so that uh, countries can compete against each other in a civilized way that doesn't involve bombing each other and killing each other, right? And so now all of our sort of national nationalist tendencies and these sort of things that get us whipped up to a fervor pitch over our home countries, those can be directed in a safe, a relatively safe and harmless way on a World Cup soccer field instead of uh, on the field of battle,
0: yeah, I mean, it doesn't work out that way in point of fact. I mean, you know, <laughs> we're, we're still fighting a lot of wars. I guess if Iraq just fielded a, uh, fielded a football team for the World Cup, I mean, I, you know, we would be uh, – uh, <laughs> we'd be all sitting down to have tea oh, together.
2: Yeah. I'm sure they had a team, but uh, alas, they didn't qualify. Yeah.
1: Did you guys – all right. This is a really obscure reference, but did you guys ever see the show uh, – the movie Robot Jocks?
2: No, believe, as 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 much of a fan I have, as much as a fan I am of movies with robots, I have not seen that. And as right, much as a fan sort
0: of... I am of Jockstraps, I have not seen that film. <laughs> uh,
2: uh,
1: this is a, it's an early '80s science fiction movie. My kindergarten teacher's husband was in it, which is sort of why I saw it. But it was uh, the the basic idea was that um, instead of wars countries like built these giant robots and the robots would compete and sort of the winner of the competition won whatever was at issue in the war um i'm sure there are other examples of this this is the only one i can think of but that's sort of it's sort of like the 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 ultimate conclusion of of what mark's getting at here is like could we like could we get beyond could we use things like like sports to sort of get beyond conflicts Mm. obviously we're not there yet but uh i thought it was an interesting idea not particularly well executed in that movie but um just uh
2: right but i guess kind of the thing that at the end of the day um that prevents that is that that act of the robot winning that thing there's no intrinsic consequence to that compared to compare that to army occupies uh port and cuts off imports and cuts off the flow of oil and gas to a nation, right?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, there's certainly, there's nothing to keep you from then invading, um, but uh, except convention, right? Yeah. And that was sort of, I mean, it was something that you'd see, like, back in the Middle Ages where you did occasionally have, like, kings go one-on-one in front of their armies to decide conflicts. Really? Um, yeah, not often, because, but uh, every once in a while that would happen. So, um it's not, not a completely alien idea. I really had no point to this discussion. I just was sort of reminded of it. Hey, hey,
2: hey anytime you talk about robots, cool with me on this podcast.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, we should go on
0: to some of the listener feedback. We want to do some of these emails that we got just so that we, can, just so that we can clear the decks a little bit. Um, so Tyler from Ithaca writes in, Hello from 42 degrees, 26 minutes, 39.84 seconds north, 76 degrees, 29 minutes, 59.2794 seconds west. That's Ithaca, New York. Uh, does it make me more of a nerd? He writes that I really appreciate that I'm at 42 degrees north latitude. Anyway, just yes, wanted it does. To, yeah. <laughs> no, it, to- it totally does. Um, just wanted to pass on this link from the webcomic uh, Natalie D., um, with an overthinking interpretation of the Itsy Bitsy Spider, it's the comic for uh, May twenty fifth, two thousand and ten. If you want to go and look it up on her site at natalied.com. I'm in general a big fan of Natalie D and Drew, Uh dot uh, com, toothpaste for dinner dot com, and married to the sea dot com. Should Mary- we do
2: a reading of this in a stentorian voices?
0: Oh yeah, okay, let's. Uh... Let's, let's do it. That's,
2: that's... I'll go first. I'll go okay, first. That's good. And, then, uh, and then Matt and then Josh. And uh, then back to Beginning with Mark Lee, the itsy-bitsy spider, an analysis. <clears throat> the spider. The spider symbolizes the proletariat and its ongoing struggle against the bourgeoisie. The water spout.
1: The water spout is the myth of equality in the American dream. The spider continues to doggedly scale its heights only to be denied the fruits of his hard work. The
0: rain. The rain is the bourgeoisie, impeding the progress of the spider and standing between him and his ultimate goal of true freedom and equality. The rain also
2: embodies man's inhumanity to man. The sun. The sun is the easing of difficult living and working conditions. It provides false hope for the spider, prolonging his struggle.
0: And the itsy-bitsy spider went up the spout again. Uh, that's from Tyler. Oh, and uh, Tyler says he found us through the Kingdom of Loathing. Uh, thanks to Jick at the Kingdom of Loathing and everyone who's found us through Kingdom of Loathing. We, we're really glad that, that uh, there seems to be such good crossover um, between our sensibility and the Kingdom of Loathing sensibility. He says, enjoying your liberal arts nerd porn every week. Um and that's uh, that's one of the best <laughs> descriptions of this site that I have ever heard. All right. Uh going on to Aiden. Aiden in Seattle. Um Aiden says, uh, in Seattle, 47.706 degrees north, 122.323 degrees west. Aiden says, uh, has two emails. One, he begins, uh, well, actually, on your recent episode, when you were discussing, uh, as your question of the week, your favorite dust or particulate in popular culture, (laughs) Matthew Rather's example was, anti-time, anti-time data. Anti time is not a particle," says Aiden. Uh, dust-like or otherwise, it is simply time in reverse, analogous to antimatter. Two. Last week's show, you mentioned the Cell, a brilliant movie visually. Uh, and if you like the style, you should go see The Fall, also by Tarsum, Perhaps the most beautiful movie I've ever seen. Uh, the Fall, uh, movie recommendation from Aiden. And three, I guess I should elongate. The E or the R in your almost call sign, nerds. Being from England, he says, and hating the hard R, uh, Americans seem to throw around willy nilly. I prefer the E. Thoughts, nerds. It
1: just doesn't have. Actually, he says he says seem to throw about willy nilly E. Which uh, are Nilly Lee, which uh, I find charming and wonderful. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, uh,
1: well,
2: well, well. Actually, find, you, mean, in- you, mean, you mean I find charming and wonderful because that's, <laughs> <to> hard arts <laughs> yes i
0: find it right for example if you say nerds as opposed to nerds it just does it with the american retro retroflex r it doesn't have the um doesn't have the same um i don't know bite it doesn't have the same kind of crunchiness to it uh so, uh, and Aiden also gives us a, um, gives us a, a tip. He says, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to do a British accent. Right, I was just listening to your latest podcast <laughs> and thinking you should maybe give, like, an official overthinking it card for donation- donations. No, sorry, I- I'll do it like this. An official overthinking it card for donations just to carry around and show people how, awso- how awesome you are. Um... For donations. We should give something back for donations. We, I, I confess that I have been terribly remiss, and I haven't even emailed the people, <laughs> thank you, uh, to say thank you for their donations. We are grateful for every single donation that comes in uh, through the PayPal link on overthinkingit.com, whether it is, uh, whether it is $1 or $100. Uh, we are very grateful that you uh, value the show enough to contribute something um, to it. We, we don't have advertising on this podcast yet. I, I suppose when we do, we'll stop asking for donations because hopefully the... Um, the advertising will uh, will cover our costs. But we – I was thinking – Audible.com is the leading source on the internet oh for- No, no, no. Don't give it away. Don't give it away for free. Do not go to
1: audible.com
0: until we tell you to. There will be a tracking code and a whole thing. Just save – don't buy any
1: audio books until instructed to buy by overthinking it. Um, what could we give away? I mean we're not really like a tote bag – organization right no,
0: it's a, yeah i mean a card you know a, a business a little business card is a great idea and i mean you know like i i supported overthinking it and it also it doesn't cost that much to produce and we could um uh we could mail it out we could mail it out worldwide r- kind of a, a really at a trivial cost um though, i think we no, should guess-
1: do decoder rings
0: Though I, I suppose that's not true internationally, right? Like international postage costs more than $2 in a lot of cases. So if, you know, if a, a $2 donation came in from, um, uh, I don't know. Uh, from England, for yeah, example, yeah, from England, for example, it might be it might be uh, a money losing proposition to send you your to send you your card. But Aiden, yeah, actually, we'll, we'll, sure, we'll...
1: let's let's request that any donations from England be made in pounds. <laughs> yeah, right now I think the pound is kicking our butt. Yeah, the, and the euro
0: the euro continues to kick our butt, doesn't it? Right, like oh uh... yeah, they're off the pound, aren't they?
2: I I know, England, no, England no, is I... still on the pound. They have not joined the eurozone. Good work, England. Um, <laughs> that yeah, is such a good complex answer.
1: system of money. I think it's just to get tourists to overtip.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but oh, well, one last well, thing. What? Before we leave the subject of the hard R's, I really want to stand up for that. I don't, I'm, you know, I don't, I'm not really taking too kindly to this, you know, uh, English hating on our hard hard R's. I mean, you look at the, you look at a, you know, how it's spelt out. There's an R in there. It's, it has a sound. You know, hard. Would you just say like hod? Hard. hard. You're, you're hard. missing, you're missing ah. the, the sound there. And yet millions do.
1: I would argue, I would, I'd like to bring forward the pirate defense of the hard R. Hard R. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, you know, despite the fact that many pirates came from England, uh, upon reaching the, uh, the Western Hemisphere, they immediately adopted the hard R and made it their own. A pirate, a pirate! Oh
0: yes, a pirate! He. Um, let us know what what you want. I mean, I you know, I'm not averse to sending out premiums for uh, for particularly generous donations. I mean, it has to make economic sense. That is to say, it can't cost us more to produce the mug or the tote bag or the you know, I don't know, USB key or something like that, that uh, than it does. Uh, uh, then we get back for it in in your donation, but yeah, I, I wanna, you know, I I wanna acknowledge the, the kind of generous people who have supported us,
1: um, yeah, and and who I've supported of- you a lot, and I still don't have my signed headshot.
2: <laughs> 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 That's it. We'll give away sign, rather signed headshot. old old
0: headshots. Oh, my my crappy old headshot of me when I was like when I was eighteen. It it looks like a. Um, Oh god, it looks oh, like yeah. Those are
2: the collector's uh, items. Once you day. graduate from your acting program yeah, and uh, probably become, should, a famous actor, yeah, man.
0: become 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 famous what? for buckling my seatbelt in a uh, like in an industrial video in like an airline uh, safety video, you know. That's that's probably what I have to look forward to when I graduate from trade school. Um, yes absolutely and uh because it's a listener feedback episode we ask you to donate uh you do that at overthinking it.com by clicking the paypal link we're we're actually going to upgrade our podcast hosting plan you know because we're we're bringing you two podcasts every week and this this week there's like four hours of audio that we've pushed live on the site uh we did the um Oh, what are we calling it? The overview, uh, which is our alternative commentary track to uh, to Twilight, uh, the first Twilight movie. We did uh, an episode of These Effing Teenagers Summer School, the transcontinental episode with uh, Sheely skyping in from uh, Nairobi, Kenya, and we uh, and we are doing uh, the Overthinking It podcast. And so we're we're actually outgrowing our hosting plan. So we are our expenses are are going up. So thanks to all of those who have donated. Uh, and thanks if you are considering donating, I you know I hope you do, and thanks for it in advance. You're uh, making it possible for us to um, to continue to do what we do and not lose money on it. We appreciate your gifts, and you know we'll send you a card back. We'll send you we'll send you something back. Let you know. Let's uh, let's together let's put our overthinking at heads together and come up with something that makes sense. Okay,
2: last I got, it. I got it. One last su- uh, suggestion before we leave this: let's buy carbon credits in people's names. Because nothing, nothing, uh, nothing's a more satisfying gift than, uh, than saving the planet. Than, sa- than saving the planet. Uh, That's yeah. It
1: does, it does
2: fail to meet the
1: also advertising what we do standard that so many uh, things like tote bags do accomplish. Um, though I suppose we could write our name in the sky. You do, you do hate the planet, don't you, Josh? Make, make, a, really...
0: um, make a donation in the name of like Otis, our, our you know, <laughs> lovable thought bubble mascot from overthinkingit.com. Our very wry thought bubble mascot. Sheckner, who designed that, I think really hit the nail right on the head with, with that, because it, it captures the mood, the kind of slightly whimsical and slightly wry mood perfectly. I think he did a great job with it. Uh, last email, Lucas... Uh, latitude, nine degrees, 55 minutes, 60 seconds north. Longitude, 84 degrees, uh, four minutes, 60 seconds west. I discovered that this is, um, Costa Rica. This is, uh, uh, oh, what is it called? San, San Jose is the capital city, right?
1: Lucas, I'm going to be there in a couple months. We'll have to hang out and overthink stuff, um, preferably in English.
0: <laughs> I McNeil headed down to Costa Rica.
1: Uh, Lucas
0: says, Hey, podcast true. Let me start by saying I love the podcast. And when I grow up, I want to be just like
2: you. Thanks. Don't do it. Don't do it. Bad idea. Um, Seriously. Lucas
0: says this. Oh, oh dear. This is a terrible one to close on because this is a real can of worms. How do you feel about the Blake and tokenism that is present in the media today? It seems that just about any show slash movie slash ad that, uh, is ever seen there. Uh, uh, Oh, scene. S-C-E-N-E. Okay, well, actually, Lucas, uh, it seems that in just about any show-slash-movie-slash-ad, in every scene, there is always one or more token racially diverse people. I never knew you could walk into an Applebee's, and every table has exactly one white guy, one Hispanic guy, and one black guy, sometimes one Asian guy. Uh, Sometimes
2: an Asian guy. Not all the time,
0: though. Depends on the the Applebee's, I guess. Um,
1: Listen, boneless buffalo wings are the key to pan racial harmony (laughs) (laughs) you've never had racial harmony like this before uh p.s he says i
0: would like to give a shout out to sir reginald val johnson aka officer carl widslow family matters he has a few cameos in the classic art house film halloween 2 his role uh consists of him yelling at the town sheriff sir michael myers was found he is at your house and sir there's no way we can stop michael myers um, I guess that's. You didn't this... sound at all like Carl Winslow. No, I... I know you watched Family Matters growing up. I was not going to try to do. I was not going to try to do like a cross racial impersonation. I, you know, my my threshold for being offended is set much higher than other people's, but I do try to keep this podcast relatively non objectionable. Uh... <laughs> and yet we failed
1: to have one white guy, one Hispanic guy, and one black guy in this podcast. Yeah. No, it's it's
0: true. What they <laughs> got
2: doesn't I see how it is. We do Aww. have
0: we do have one asian guy look uh uh, look it's a laudable aim to try and represent the actual demographic realities of america on the other hand uh it is not laudable to whitewash over the actual actual demographic realities of america which is that we are still uh in a lot of ways pretty racially segregated and um yeah, uh, you know, you know, and like uh, it's it's a it's a marketing thing, you know,
2: it's a demographic thing. I don't know. I uh, it's hard let, me, me to let me get. jump in here, being the token minority. What you, you
0: you wanna you wanna comment on ethnic issues?
2: No, you just want those ar- buffalo wings. <laughs> that too. I'm getting kind of hungry. Um, so first of all, tokenism oh, is nothing new in media. I distinctly recall, you know, growing up in the '80s. Uh, every in, in the textbooks, various textbooks that I had that depicted sort of everyday scenes, virtually every one of them was like had tokenism token representation to the point of it being hysterical, right always going to be a black kid, a hispanic kid uh, well actually, yeah, the Asian kids typically were not particularly well represented but the, the thing I loved about it most was there was always a kid with a wheelchair, always a kid in a wheelchair in these pictures, um, but all this to say is that tokenism is nothing new in how you know uh media companies like to uh represent um you know things happening um the second thing is you know you call it's interesting you called out specifically applebee's and that how you know the same table has a white guy hispanic guy a black guy and asian guy um because we can also point to many counterexamples in food of the reverse right in terms of very targeted advertisements for specific ethnic groups and mcdonald's particularly being uh I don't want to say the, the best or worst. I'm not going to you know make a value judgment on it, but say that they do it a lot. And I think we actually covered it in overthinkingit.com before when um, you know McDonald's created separate websites for various particular ethnicities, um, you know, because they're doing you know they're trying a very targeted tactic. But one of the interesting things, just as a side note on that, what, what we found out was that on the Hispanic and uh, Black targeted websites, there was a link to employment opportunities in McDonald's, but no such link on the Asian targeted website it's kind of interesting all this is to say that in advertising and marketing race is complicated
0: okay i mean i i mean you're all working in in municipal government aren't you mark Uh, what does that have to do with Your, uh, your people are all working in
2: municipal government mcdonald's doesn't stand a chance right Oh yeah, exactly. Because in my municipal government office, Asians are so well represented. <laughs> yeah,
1: you represent the mark. That means they are well represented.
2: Yeah. Uh, I, I, going back to what I said earlier about you know aspiring to be us. I do not quite, quite, quite used the word well represented.
0: I mean I don't know does tokenism does tokenism make you angry Lucas I you know I don't know I I think it's a little silly sometimes I see the business case for a lot of these decisions that get made so it's uh, uh, you know it's hard to it's hard to argue with that
2: Well there's a, there's a there's a half glass way to look at this and a half empty glass or sort of cynical yeah, sure. and optimistic way to look at it. Right the cynical way of looking at this is that uh, you know these advertisers these companies don't really care about you know, uh, racial issues or things like that, and they're just pandering, right? That's a cynical way to look at it. The optimistic way of looking at it, though, is that they actually, um, you know, whether or not they actually care about these things is a different thing in that, you know, the more ethnic minorities you keep representing in pop culture and commercials and things like that, that is kind of intrinsically a good thing in itself because it reminds... Uh, you know, people that are watching this—that um, that they're uh, of the race of the the reality of racial diversity in America, when they may be living in a very white suburb or a very Hispanic neighborhood, and that sort of thing. It's like this is a reminder. Oh, look! You know, we keep putting these images of racial diversity out there. Uh, it has subtle but real impacts on how people perceive race and uh and and diversity in the united states and you can kind of tell by how you know kind of worked up i'm getting about this that I actually do kind of subscribe to this in some ways which is why i've often been talking about the need to represent more minorities in pop culture but you guys knew that already
1: yeah there's uh there's actually a really interesting choir here in philadelphia that back in the early 40s um was with the first sort of public mixed race institution in the city The whole goal was to put on stage, you know, a number of white people and a number of black people um, and show that that could work. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, they ended up being a real sort of force and did sort of bus tours of the South um, in the you know 50s. Um, Some really interesting stuff. But, yeah, just I mean, for me, like, that's just a really interesting phenomenon because that means that in, you know, 1939, before this choir, there was a real feeling that people just didn't even couldn't even imagine what it would look like to have people of, of both races sort of in their entertainment
2: i mean um, I, I i would be i would have been afraid that the white people have all clapped on one and three and the black people would to clap four. That would be a big problem uh-huh. then
1: you just then you just get claps on every beat is what, what you get um <laughs> yeah that's
0: the that's the musicological figure of hockett where you know interlocking rhythmic figures combined
1: to make a, uh, a larger rhythm <laughs> The um, I mean, the other example, sort of that comes to mind, is the um, what is, uh I forget the name of the show. Um, it was the the sort of the first show with a with a major character being gay, and he hung out with uh, a woman, Will and Grace, right? Um, and you know that's that's sort of credited by a lot of people with just sort of making it imaginable for people to sort mm-hmm. of. Had or, you her, know, which...
0: people talk about, you know, Dennis Haysbert as the president in 24, right? Like, as, as being one of the things that uh, uh, led to the the election of President Obama. Or that, yeah. that sort of made it seem possible. Yeah. So, okay, yeah, I mean, like, this, you know, this is a... Um, uh, the media has power to uh, to sort of depict the world and to sort of uh, to shape our assumptions, to shape our unconscious assumptions about the world that we uh, that we live in. So it, you know, it's not though it is kind of cynically exploited
1: for commercial gain. Uh, it's not all bad. Yeah. The the other hand uh, uh, of this argument is shows like Jersey Shore, which reinforce <laughs> stereotypes and make you want you know hate people um but that's that's a whole
2: nother podcast Jersey short doesn't make me want to hate people just guidos (laughs) Uh, (laughs) i think we should wrap this up before we get us
0: before we get a before we get a situation of our own uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, thanks to all our thanks to all our voicemailers from last week. Thanks to all of our commenters, uh, our emailers from this week. If you want to email in your thoughts about this or any other overthinking it podcast, the address is podcast at overthinkingit dot com or call leave voicemail. Uh, I like the voicemails. I like playing them. I like the actual voices of the people on the show. I've said it. Uh, you know, I've said it over and over again. In any case, make sure to give your latitude and longitude, and uh, you know, identify yourself with a, a clever moniker like. Uh, like Aiden from Seattle or, um, you know, uh, what were some of the other ones? Uh, Tyler, from, Tyler from Ithaca. Uh, I like the simplicity
1: of Lucas.
0: Lucas, Lucas from Costa Rica. Um, Yes, absolutely. Uh, Podcast at overthinkingit.com, 203-285-6401. We will be back next week with more Overthinking It podcast. But until then, visit us on the web at www.overthinkingit.com, where we subject the popular culture to a level of scrutiny
2: it probably doesn't deserve. get away with doing this podcast without watching toy story and talking about it
0: <laughs> are there is there ethnic diversity in the toys in toy story
2: uh I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure there's no asian toy and i'm pissed about that <laughs> which is ironic <laughs> because they're all asian toys because uh, yeah. they're all made in china <laughs> that's true <laughs>